Welcome to episode 13 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be talking about Phantasm V, Ravager from 2016. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. My name is Kyle. I'm Maddie, and uh, we are here to ravage you with some Phantasm, <laughs> Phantasm Five. Phantasm Five. I'm kind of glad this series is over because I feel I've uh, been drawn into this weird world that I don't quite understand what's going on at all. <laughs> I figured by the fifth movie there would be some sort of closure, some sort of like a okay, this is why it's happening. I got none of that. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about it in yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to hear because we both had seen, had you seen the first four before? Or no, no, just the first two. Okay, so I, I had seen the first four before. Um, this first time I've seen Ravager, I don't know if I've been waiting 16 years like everyone else, but I've definitely been waiting a long time, probably in the double digits for yeah. sure. So um, it's been a long Drawn um, out, uh, drawn voyage. out. Wait for the the conclusion, and uh, yeah, we'll see if it lives up to our hype or oh, my hype. Or wait, the suspense, man. Good, good, good <laughs> Thank stuff. Thank you. Uh, before we uh, jump into uh, some phantasm goodness, so uh, anything you want to talk about? I or? got to nerd out a little bit this weekend at Fan Expo in Toronto. Not much horror at all. Like you had the usual boost, like you had like the uh, Dark Fawn Cats. A trauma was there. Was Rue Morgue there? Yeah, Rue Morgue was there. Because Rue Morgue used to have the Festival of Fear or something. It was part of the the fan expo. And it was part of like, it was like the comic expo, the the sci-fi expo, the horror expo, expo, and then the anime expo. And the horror one, I guess, died off. I mean, mind you, we've been getting, you know, the horror at the Niagara Falls Comic Con. And then there's been a couple other horror cons. There's one in Toronto here and there, but one in Hamilton like We actually went to the one last year. and Yeah, Yeah. I didn't think it was yeah, it wasn't worth it. It, yeah. it was cool and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, and I, you know, I missed my, on my chance of George Romero. He's got no yeah. line; could have easily got a signature. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see him around sometime. Yeah, Mosley um, was there. I think Chop Top Mosley was there. It's crazy how shit like that happens. Like you, you mm-hmm. kind of take for granted some of these celebrities. Yeah. You're like, you see them at every con, and you're like, eh, eh I don't really yeah. have the money right now. Or I'd rather kind of buy this instead. Yeah. And then you know, in all fairness, I really don't care about celebrities. Like I don't want their autograph. I don't want to meet them. Like I think. Um, uh, it just seems I can separate uh, artists from art. Like I just feel uh, like see, that's kind of. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I, I would like if they're like say I was like, taking an elevator with Richard Dreyfus. I'd be like, oh, uh, I, no. y- y- you. But like if I just see like I'm not going to pay money to meet him. It just seems kind of silly to me. See, I, yeah, I, for me it's it's just like yeah. for the collection. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. like you have all his movies on your shelf. You have the poster on the wall. It's kind of cool to have. You know, yeah. the 
picture of his face there signed. It it always reminds me of like you'd see in the old bars or restaurants or something. It's like any celebrity that came in and ate. I always get that kind of nostalgia. uh, Eating in your diner. (laughs) So, but but to me, I I agree that I don't care about getting in a celeb signature that is done like one or two movies or like like everyone is going crazy paying two hundred dollars for Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, like let's be honest, when Walking Dead is done in you know a couple years, everyone's gonna be like Norman who like and there's a chance he may get into the movies, but I don't know. It seems like every time he's tried, it's kind of failed. So yeah. the, these guys that have done a, well, a handful of things. Four. <laughs> Boondock Saints yeah. 4. I mean, and again, not, yeah. you know, knocking anyone that, you know, was I'm he sure Cigarette he, Burns? He, was that him? Cigarette Burns was his? Uh, was that him or the other guy from Boondocks? I don't know. I, I forget. Yeah, yeah. I, don't need, I need to revisit. I haven't seen yeah. that in a while. But yeah, not knocking. I mean, I, yeah. Norman Reedus does seem like he's yeah. one of the cooler celebs. But yeah, for me, if You're I'm going to pay money, to get if it. I'm going to pay, it's got to yeah. be like someone on the caliber of like Stan Lee yeah. or John Carpenter. I, I've, I've paid for their autographs. Yeah. I paid for Elvira because well, yeah, it's Elvira <laughs> and it's it's a cool image to have on your wall, let alone that it's signed. Mm. But yeah, I definitely um, I'm not going to pay. They need to have someone. some sort of like pedigree of work. Exactly. They need to have a filmography where it's yeah. like there's Worth at least five, ten films that I not only like but even love mm-hmm. you know someone that's been around for a while not someone that's done one or two movies and you yeah. know in 10 years from now you're gonna bo- like why did I pay $200 yeah. for this guy's autograph and you can't even trade it for like would you a do copy. it for Stuart Gordon uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, Stuart I, Gordon. I, I bought Castle Freak. That's why I'm like saying because it, it was okay. like really cheap. I bought he, the Blu-ray. He has a great yeah. filmography. I don't know if personally any of his films are my favorites. I think that's the thing too. They got a. A lot of their films have to be like John yeah. Carpenter. I can put ten of his movies on my top favorite yeah. films. Whereas like someone like Stuart Gordon, there's probably one or two I really enjoy. Obviously, Reanimator yeah. and. But yeah, did you pick up anything while you're yeah, there? Yeah, I picked or? up a bite. Uh, I guess uh, the movie about the uh, back. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. So we'll see how that goes. And I picked up uh, this movie from uh, Full Moon Features called like uh, I Collect the Heads. Oh, it has like all the uh, scream queens and about this guy going around like just collecting the heads of all these scream queens. So it was cheap. So I'm like, yeah. Why not? <laughs> any uh, shirts or anything like that? No, any I didn't buy any shirts. I was, uh, toys I was, or junk? I was going for comics. I'm trying to okay. finish my 100 Bullets series. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of spent a bit of money doing that. But yeah, for the most yeah. part, for horror, there wasn't really a yeah. lot. Like Even the t-shirts, I'm like, they were like two for 55. I'm like, that seems kind of ridiculous for a t-shirt. Like, Yeah, well, I know that seems expensive, but I, I've looked online. And like again, for us, because nothing is in Canada, you have yeah. to order online. And it's like with the dollar and shipping but and they everything. they had a bunch of like uh, artists doing like... Their uh, their renditions of these T-shirts and they were like two for thirty. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm not really gonna pay money for yeah. you know, T-shirts. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. A cheap uh, like that, <laughs> with you. I, I I usually am too. Again, it it has to be something special. But, but they did have for the new It movie that came out. Like they had an interaction where you actually go on the bus. And it's like a virtual reality video game. The lineup was crazy long. You had to buy a. a pre-purchased pass oh, okay. so I knew about it too late so I couldn't get on but yeah. it looked so dope that is the, the other unfortunate thing I mean Fan Expo um, probably unless you're in Canada even yeah. probably unless you're in Ontario or even unless you're in the Toronto area yeah. no one maybe knows what it is or maybe Fan Expo I think they do some around Canada right there's various ones I think yeah probably like. but yeah for for those in the US or, yeah. or the, around the world it's kind of like our San Diego Comic Con it's a big one obviously not to that extent but no. it's, it's definitely like every year it's getting Bigger and bigger. They're getting bigger celebrities. Of course, unfortunately, that means the price is going up. Yeah. And, and, you know, everything is selling out and there's lineups for everything. Yeah. I mean, I remember the, the first year I went seven years ago or something, you know, I waited in line for Stan Lee for 
15, 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is kind of a long Not time bad, now. Right? It's like, it's You're his autograph is double the price. And yeah, yeah, it's probably a couple hours wait. I was so. looking at like the uh, prices for autographs and shit like that. Like Bruce Campbell's, I think was 35 and like everyone else was like 50. Like for people. Was Bruce Campbell 35? That's cheap. It's crazy, right? He was, he's usually 55. Yeah, wasn't that, was that just for, I thought Bruce Campbell, he wasn't doing the autograph. That was just for like, you got into his game show to be a part of the audience. I think it was, oh, maybe. I, didn't uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. I yeah. Know. I just saw like, I saw the prices. I was like, huh, these people, I have no idea who they are. It's like, yeah. charge them 50 bucks because you were on the show yeah. called, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, Inner Space? Yeah, yeah. show that even hasn't come out yet. You're charging 50 bucks for another. I know. I, I love when you see these, the guys yeah. that, you know, they were zombie number yeah. 63 in Dawn of the Dead or something, yeah. and they're charging 20, 30 it's bucks crazy, for their right? argument. That's all they've done. It's like yeah. they were that zombie in the mm-hmm. background. And that's sure the, the priest zombie, the Buddha zombie or whatever. Yeah, don't. No one recognizes you. No. <laughs> But um, cool, yeah. I'm really disappointed I didn't get to go this year. It's been a couple yeah. years actually. Every, every something always comes up this well, year. I, there was one, the whore in the Niagara the Falls, the whore in the falls is coming up on the yeah. same day that we have John Carpenter tickets. So uh, okay, I won't be able to make it to that either. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I hope those horror cons get bigger and better. Mm. But I know the one I went to last year. I was little. Yeah, you know, you paid forty bucks to get in. There was like you could walk through the whole thing in five minutes. Yeah. and you know, there wasn't really much to. Not many deals either. No. It's kind of shitty. No, yeah, I, I always take that into account. It's yeah. like yeah. That you're going to probably find some deals, but you yeah. got to already take off that your negative fifty dollars yeah. or whatever your ticket is. But I guess the, it's all about the experience yeah, yeah, too. The, I mean, it, it's fun seeing all the costumes it was, and the comics were kind of cool. Like, all the dis- movie all the, displays yeah, long, and long, long boxes, yeah, and what have, yeah. long boards. You can always find like those hidden gems in there. I yeah. think before you found small Hellraiser trades. Yeah, and, that's exactly um, it. That Mad Magazine, the hardcover, oh, all the Halloween horror. one. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of dope. I regret not grabbing that, but um, it was like five bucks too. Like, yeah, I know. Just want to carry it around all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those I things. I almost bought a uh, uh, like a foot. Um, oh, who's a torch from Puppet Master? Like bobblehead. <laughs> it was like thirty bucks. Like I'm still kicking myself that I didn't get it. Yeah. I want to get those uh, that Full Moon sells. Those um, they actually sell like the dolls, the, their actual size. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, they're like eighty bucks. But I mean, that, that's it'd be kind of dope, bad. right? It'd be kind of cool. You, that's something you could. It would terrify me. You set my up for Halloween, <laughs> and you know, you'd get your. You'd your pull set pranks on your wife, like leave it like in the bathroom and shit. <laughs> After watching, making like a bologna sandwich yeah. or something. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I guess. Do, do you want to jump into what we've been watching? Yeah, or? sounds great, man. Uh, I watched a couple movies this week, so maybe I'll start. Yeah, jump in. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, documentaries on on filmmaking and and you know failed movies or just like crazy movie experiences. Um, Mark Hartley has put out some of my favorite documentaries of all time. I mean, not quite Hollywood, it's all on amazing, the uh, the Ozploitation right? scene and just like the lack of like regard film. for human safety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, they were they were doing crazy stuff and that um, the Electric Boogaloo, he also put out the un- Wild Cannon. Untold Story of Canon Films, which was also insane. Uh, the one I never saw, though, was the one he did in between those, which is called Machete Maidens Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out in 2010. Uh, this is all about the Philippines film scene for some reason uh yeah this the dvd for this it's like it had a bad distribution or something because it was hard to find expensive but i, I picked up this uh, australian blu-ray region free and it has oh, awesome. uh, the canon films documentary and this one for like i think i paid Next 20 bucks 
20 bucks shipped, uh, which you can't beat. I think the DVD was that price alone. And they added the other cool thing is not only you get all these cool extras, but they actually have the full like an hour of trailers of, <laughs> um, you know, the Canon trailers and That's then an hour kind of, of amazing. you know, the Filipino trailers. So, uh, as a, you know, I love those trailer yeah. compilations. So I'm sure I'll get my money's worth just Let for me that. Know after but you um, watch them, if it's worth like checking out all the trailers. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have like these uh, DVDs that you were saying you really dug because they have a flow to them. I wonder if this would have flow or if it's just kind of like. Well, uh, probably they're probably all the same kind of trailer, right? Like, here's a bunch of green trees, and a bunch of guys shooting at these green trees. I don't know, man. Girls, like, like in prison, taking off their tops and shit. Like, the scenes they showed during this documentary, yeah. if it's a lot of that in the trailers, I think it'd be quite fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the. This is pretty much just women in prison movies, is what the well, Philippines were known for, right? That's a huge chunk. Um, yeah. yeah, so this, this is all the films that were made in the 70s and 80s. Uh, they start out talking about like the low budget horror films. I guess they did this like Blood Island series. There's like three or four of them. These cheesy like zombie horror films movies. with not zombies, but creatures, but like paper mache. And they look <laughs> kind of cheesy, kind of fun. And then it gets into. Um, Unfortunately, I guess uh, I was a little disappointed that a large part of it was the all about Roger Corman and the films he was doing in the Philippines. Not that like Roger Corman is obviously always an interesting subject, yeah. and there's a lot of fascinating stories. But I've just already seen a lot of documentaries on Roger Corman. Like yeah. I already own the um, what's that other documentary that is that I have on Blu-ray? It's just about Roger Corman. I can't remember the name of it mm-hmm. offhand, but he already has his own documentary, and there's there's yeah. tons of documentaries on him. So when a large part of this was dedicated to Roger Corman, I was kind of like, yeah, it's, it wasn't as exciting, as fresh yeah. as that Ozploitation where I hadn't heard or seen yeah, of anyone. half the films. But yeah, a, a big chunk of it at the beginning does um, talk about all the women in prison films, uh, which I don't know if I'm embarrassed to admit, or maybe I shouldn't be embarrassed, but I actually don't know. Like, I haven't seen a lot of the uh, prison <laughs> like- film Women. I don't enjoy these movies. Like, <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing. Watching, okay. <laughs> watching the the trailers. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can tell it's like totally gratuitous nudity. Yeah. There's a lot of rapings and shit on there, which is not really my scene. Yeah, uh, torture and stuff. A lot of like animals getting killed too. But yeah, like it. it these yeah. films look insane. I after watching this, like I need to check out some of these. There's like they they got like snakes and all these like it's weird, crazy right? like j- it just looks so ridiculous. And and don't get me wrong. Again, I Raven film was one thing I yeah. don't really not a fan of I can't really handle that and even like you know nudity when it's like kind of gross but at the same time the the way this was done at least a lot of these films they kind of like they were almost playing on it and all the women are talking about it and they're kind of like yeah we had to do all this stuff but then in the end it's us kicking ass and getting revenge (laughs) and at the time and even now I mean how many films can you think of that the women are the stars and all these films were like that it's like yeah there's that gross side we're kind of misogynist we're well, definitely massages. Yeah, it's like kind of to star in this film. You're going to have yeah. to show your breasts, but at the same time, you're in the end. Those you're guys going that, to be the hero. Exactly, those guys that raped you or were trying to feel you up. You're going to get to kick ass and yeah. shoot them all and and be the hero and throw grenades. And so, on one hand, it's, it's like tale of redemption. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. I mean, John Landis is like talking like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like these films are fucking yeah. misogynist. They're not yeah, like, <laughs> they're not um, feminist <laughs> yeah, films. But uh, you know, a lot of the women seemed like they were kind of like, you know, it, you know, we. Had had to do nudity, but at the same time, you know, they it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like <laughs> they were really uh, embarrassed by it. Or, yeah. You know, a lot of them went on to do many of these type of films, and you know, had a career because of it. So I don't know. A lot of the scenes they showed looked pretty crazy. I think I need to check out. I know um, Shell Factory released like a, a Blu-ray set that has like four of them. A yeah. lot of the Pam Greer ones. So I, so I think I need to check out some of those. Watch this. And Sid Hag was uh, one of the guys I interviewed, right? Oh yeah, he's he did a bunch of these, and films. he was saying like. Because of the uh, militia being so tight that if you were in a bar past 10 o'clock, 
you weren't allowed to go home. You had to stay yeah, the night in the yeah. bar just drinking beer or something. He's like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, they even talk about when, like, it, it got even really strict and you would see, like, a gunfight would just break out in the hallway outside where you're shooting and some guy would get shot and killed or the police would come and take someone away. Like, yeah. there was all these kind of, it, it got pretty crazy. And they, they touch on that. But yeah, to me, this film just wasn't as exciting and crazy the stories as, as the the, uh, the exploitation one or even the canon one. Mm. And again, I didn't come out. Usually, these films I come out with this list of like films I need to check out. Yeah. And I came out with the smallest, but it wasn't like thirty films. It yeah. was like there's like five films. You know, like and all Pam Greer prison. Yeah, Pam Greer looked pretty awesome, and yeah. a lot of them. There was this movie um, called The Twilight. People looked kind of cool. It's like a Doctor Moreau knockoff. Oh, awesome. But there's actually like this Batman creature, <laughs> like. Bruce Wayne or like man? No, like it's a guy that has bat wings. He's like a, a bat man, man uh, or a man bat. bat yeah, man but yeah, they're, they're like the only rule I have is just if you can get the guy flying. That's all I want to see in the film. Do <laughs> other than that, do what you right. want. But uh, and there's a movie called The Women Hunt, which um, or The Woman Hunt, uh, which the name says oh, it's literally a I film. Okay, like where almost they, like surviving the game, but with yeah, like with women. women. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, again, misogynist, but I'm yeah. sure they end up kicking ass in the of end. Course. Oh, and the one film that I, I kind of got the most uh, not quite Hollywood vibe was a movie called The Losers, where they're saying like it was just reckless filmmaking. They were just like doing crazy stunts that they shouldn't have, and because all these Philippine people, they're paying nothing and they would do anything. They didn't know about breaking through glass, like the candy glass. They would just jump through a real fucking window oh with real glass. God. I think they talk about how one guy died. He was on top of like this tower and it fell down. He didn't jump out at the second. But the, the lack of like care for the yeah. these Filipino people is is kind of like you kind of feel dirty. But at the same time, the way it's edited, the music and everything, they kind <laughs> of like the, the, the way they talk about it, it's like it's kind of sounding fun. It's like yeah. wait, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. So these guys are like, uh, what? There's a great word when you throw yourself out a window, like auto defenstration I think it's one of them like, words like I just want to use that when you actually hmm. throw one to throw oneself out of a window oh, yeah, I didn't know about that yeah. um, the other thing that was uh, interesting was they talk about Apocalypse Now and again another part of the, there? yeah it was filmed oh, cool. another part of the documentary it's kind of like I've seen you know all the documentaries yeah. I have the Blu-ray I've watched the hours of documentaries I didn't the really want to see it on it this but the one thing that I never heard in any other documentaries probably because I didn't want to talk about it if, if it is true yeah is they say that some of those bodies hanging up were real dead bodies. They Get said they had like here. a freezer of dead bodies next to the fruit craft services. That's crazy. Don't know whether it's true or not, but that's what the one guy says. Do you think says. that's where the craft services came from? <laughs> I've seen these Filipino movies. Like they, uh, they kind of hunt people, don't they? I don't think they, they kill the people. But I think yeah. they would like, if they were yeah. people they had killed or whatever, they would they oh, use those. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. The other story they talk about, I guess there was like this woman who kind of took over the Philippines. She was like known as the queen of the Philippines. And they were building, these workers were building this big um, building tower for her. And like it collapsed, a bunch of people died underneath there. But to like not delay the time, like let's say there is a leg sticking out, they yeah. would just lop off that leg and then and cement oh, over it. That's crazy. So again, she denies it, whether it's true yeah. or not, who knows? But again, when you hear some of this stuff, it's yeah. like I don't know, man. I bet you shit like that did happen. Um, the highlight, of course, which I expected him to be in it more, is the end. You do get some um, Wang Wang. <laughs> oh, that's the guy, that's the kung fu guy. Yeah, he was this little person yeah. that did. Kicked ass and, and song, slept with I, a lot of I women. Love you, Wang Wang. <laughs> <laughs> that is the whole all the all the trailers are like him just kicking everyone in the nuts. And he was like such a like a little creeper too, wasn't he? Like he's trying to like like. Oh no! The, yeah, every movie women. he like bedded yeah. all the the hot women, um, and yeah, he's this weird 
looking like he looks like a, like a fifty year old guy in a ten year old body. Doctor Island Monroe, not that I'm thinking of a different guy know. actually. I don't know because I know he passed away in the last couple of years. Yeah. They're saying the guy's like he passed away because he had ten beers and his body couldn't take it or something. Yeah. Anyways, it's still entertaining. Again, not in my opinion, uh, the didn't hit the highs that uh, Not Quite Hollywood or um, Electric Boogaloo did, but still definitely worth a watch. I'm glad I own it. Uh, I'm going to give it three out of five. All right. There was some cool stuff, but just not as crazy. I think yeah. it focused on a little too much of the stuff I already knew about. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear about more crazy films that I knew nothing about. Um, the other film, actually, I, I watched and I wanted to talk about, um, I've seen, probably talked about before, Just Before Dawn, 1981. Lieberman? Uh, yeah, the Lieberman classic. I revisited this. I just picked up the 88 Films Blu-ray. Uh, great film to watch in the in the summer, obviously, because it's about a bunch of people getting, you know, stranded out in the uh, the woods as these yeah. crazy hillbilly kind of guys uh, are attacking them. Not really, you don't, I, I didn't personally recognize a lot of people, although the, the one guy, the sheriff, is uh, George Kennedy, who would probably most mostly known for the Naked Gun films. He was also in the Creep Show 2 story, the one with okay. the, the native statue coming yeah. to life. But yeah, I think the, the characters really work. They're, they seem really real characters. Mm-hmm. They're likable. They're not like, they never feel fake or cheesy or over the top. So I, I kind of like that about them. But yeah, th- this film I think works just because it's like, it's this film that just builds tension throughout. It's like, there's there's not any like crazy good kills. I mean, yeah. you get a dick stab, but it's not that yeah, well done. I don't want to spoil the ending, but you know how the the final girl finishes off one of the hillbillies was mm. pretty interesting. But the hillbillies were kind of lame too, weren't they? Yeah, they look like weird. Well, yeah, they they don't really look scary, but at the same time, I don't know. It kind of yeah. works because the way that the film's done, like you kind of see them in the background here and there and stuff. Like yeah. there's there's that terrifying scene in the waterfall where you kind of like they don't really highlight it. You yeah. see this couple making out, but if you look in the background, you can kind of see the guy coming down and getting the water. And then as she's you know they're making out and the boyfriend goes away, yeah. but she doesn't realize he's gone and someone keeps on groping her and stuff. And she's like hee hee. And then as she's laughing, she notices her boyfriend is getting out of the water. So like scenes like that, I thought really yeah. worked well. Like it, I think that's why I really enjoy this film the most. It just has this like uneasiness the whole your time pants. you're watching it. Where yeah. Yeah, they, they don't have a cool look to them, but at the same time, I mean, that's almost scary because, like, they could it, be real. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's just real kind of weird, yeah. crazy people that, you know, hick people, I guess. Um, but yeah, very well directed. The scores are uh, really ominous throughout. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the rope bridge is terrifying, which I think yeah. that's like a real rope bridge that they filmed. And they said like that was terrifying so filming was this that. So in the Philippines or what? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. Um, I did love too. There's a, a really great uh, drunken dancing scene where they <laughs> dance these cheesy moves, and the one woman like. The, the camera's just doing all these like close-up pelvic shots, <laughs> but the thing that like the, what what was hot? Maybe it was that was hot back like, then. Like a camera, like it's like boing. <laughs> well, yeah, like it just it's like focused on the different pelvic uh, pelvic areas are dancing. That's amazing. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it was hot in the eighties, but the one woman is wearing like these waist high, like past her waist khaki oh, pants. Amazing. And then she's got like this big boy. Um, you know, dress shirt tucked in. It's like, that is not attractive on. She's supposed to be like hot and seducing. I'm like, yeah, it's not working. That's the most asexual thing I've ever seen. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much to say. Mm -hmm. The last 20 minutes are like really tense and fantastic. Um, I totally recommend this. I know you're not a huge I wasn't a big fan of it. Maybe I have to revisit it. I think you should revisit it. I think it's it's one of those films when you go in and you're expecting all kinds of cool kills like The Burning and then it doesn't deliver that. Mm -hmm. It's more like this tense slasher. But uh, yeah, once you know going in, oh, there is one other scene I want to talk about too. So the woman climbs up the tree to get away from the guy and yep. she's super high up and 
how is he going to get her? He can't cut on a tree. So he pulls out an axe and he's chopping it down. Like it's it's terrifying because it's dope, like actually. you're fucked now. Like yeah. this tree's going to fall down. He's going to get you. So I don't know the way it's done. It's really really tense. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll watch it again this time. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely give it another shot. Uh, I'm going to give it three and yeah. a half out of five. Um, I, I, it, it's one of, in my opinion, it's up there with like I love all those like rituals. It's fantastic. I talked yeah. about the Final Terror. I enjoyed that, and of course yeah. Deliverance. So a lot of these like backwoods what horrors tend like, to work for me. Turn series. Uh, I enjoy the really. first one. Yeah. I really enjoy the first one. The the sequels are okay. I think they but kind of get worse and worse, don't they? Like, yeah, they're, they're, I think I've seen one and two. I don't. They're think definitely not as yeah. interesting or fun. So anyways, so uh, the movie you talked about last week was uh, Nothing But Trouble. I actually ended up watching it the night that we finished uh, talking about it. Like, nice. That movie, actually, I had a ton of fun <laughs> with. Like, I don't know if it's nostalgia boner, but I really enjoyed myself. But it is such a weird ride. You were right, yeah, man. Like, like who is I, that targeted to? I don't know. I have know. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. Like, adults would think it's too zany. Yeah. It's almost like a, a cartoon with Chevy Chase, whose timing is way off. Yeah. Like, his timing and delivery is so... I thought he had some good moments, but yeah, it was it. It was kind of weird. It yeah, didn't, he it didn't, didn't. He didn't. He was not the top of his game. I, I like the scene where at the beginning he's getting like checked yeah. by the police guy, and he he had some good moments there. But yeah, I thought John Candy was actually really good as like the mute uh, in drag. I thought that was kind of cool. And Dan Aykroyd played that old man very well. Oh, that scene but, with the sausage. Oh, <laughs> and his nose does turn into a dick. Like he looks at uh, him really weird, and he's like got that dick nose. Uh, I can't like yeah. every time I eat sausages, yeah. I think of that scene. Ugh. But it was fun. They had. Like a bunch of like uh, contraptions, like the the train that goes around the table, the uh, chair that goes up and down. Yeah, it's like a fun house. Like, yeah, it's like a, fun, a junkyard fun house. It had these weird beats that just didn't quite make sense. Like the fat kids that yeah, on the graveyard wearing diapers, and it they were it, almost like oh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's a politically correct term for spastic? Yeah, yeah, they like very. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the right word, but. It, like almost like exploitive, like uh, it, I, I enjoyed myself, but I have it does no seem idea like they, they were, were just like as they they just like were going along, and it's like let's just throw this on anything, yeah. throw it at the wall, and whatever sticks will will do. But they had cool things like the guillotine or the killotine they were oh, calling yeah, it, yeah, or yeah. the bulldozer teen, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, that was kind of dope. But the ending, you were so right. Like what the fuck? It's pretty dark, eh? How did that happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil it yeah. if anyone is going to ever watch this movie. Like, I'm talking about like the end end where oh, like, it's yeah, almost yeah. Like, 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 a, like a Warner's Brother cartoon end. Yeah, end. but even the ending before yeah. that is pretty fucking yeah, dark because like man. after they, these people go through all that, yeah. you're like, finally some redemption and again, I don't want to say too much yeah. more, but, but yeah, I, I just can't believe a film like that was made. Like, let's spend 15, 20 million yeah. and make a movie for about five people. We're probably yeah, two of the people no that sense. enjoy this movie and there's it, it definitely maybe three others was out there. Like, I have no idea. It's almost like the, uh, we'll see if this works, but it works great. Yeah. If not, well, well, we're out some money. But in, in, what's really crazy too, you look at the caliber, you got like Dan Aykroyd wrote it, stars Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, all these people, John Demi Kenny, the Moore. top of their game. Demi Moore, who is at the, yeah, she yeah. was top of her game there too. She's like, like pre-ghost, but she was still yeah. hot, man. Yeah. She was still in it. Like, I don't know. Uh, what, what are you going to give uh, No Trouble? I, my, I got nostalgia eyes, so I'm going to have to give it 3.5 because nice. I did I did have a good time. But I think that's, what would I give it? Yeah. Three or three and a half? Probably I forget. Probably, yeah. probably around the same. Yeah, so. yeah it, it's not a great film, but I think it's an interesting, it's like an interesting disaster. What do you call that? Where it's like, I know it's not a good film, but I can't keep my eyes off It's a train it. wreck. Yeah. You just can't stop watching. But it's like, it's a train wreck that I respect more where it's like, yeah. it's not a train wreck where they had $200 million yeah. and like, how did that fail? It's like, no, this movie shouldn't have been made from the from the script stage. Yeah. No one should have threw money at this because it, it's so out there. That makes like, it's got to be like drug money, right? Like, well, 
<laughs> here. <laughs> I don't think. I think it's just like they're all. You know, Dan Aykroyd was coming yeah. off. Oh, I don't know. He was probably coming off like Ghostbusters two or something around that time. Yeah, right? probably. I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting yeah. film. I, I still want to see it on Blu-ray. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it would look great on Blu-ray because again, the DVD it that looked pretty you, shitty. shitty, like full screen transfer, and it looked it awful. Looked really it's like shitty. an early DVD. Um, I watched two films that I've been wanting to revisit since my childhood. All right, I think I watched them. I know I definitely saw part two, but it's been so long. Um, FX and oh, FX two, um, FX from nineteen eighty six, aka Murder by Illusion, and FX two nineteen ninety one, aka The Deadly Art of Illusion. Amazing. Uh, have you seen these films? I saw part two. I don't know if I've ever seen part one. Oh, man. There are Brian, these fun Brian, little. Two? Who's that? Brian Bonnet? Who's the name? Uh, of the Brian, Brown Brian Brown of uh, Cocktail Fame. Yeah. <laughs> With my boy Cruz mixing yeah. drinks. Um, yeah, these are fun little films. Uh, yeah. They're like these um, action kind of mystery crime films, but for people like you and me, it's like yeah. if you enjoy horror films and practical effects and shit, you you should get a kick out it. of these. So the first film, Brian Brown, he's like the best practical effects guy. guy. And again, this is back when practical effects guys were like kings. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were, they were the stars of the films and they even mentioned that like, you know, no one even cares about the star anymore. His girlfriend is um, the, the wife from Heat. And um, what else was she in Wolfen? She plays his girlfriend, but she's like an actress. And she's like, yeah, people don't even care about the, the actors anymore. It's all about the practical effects, which is True, what it was actually. at the time. That makes sense. But anyway, so this uh, cop comes up to him and, you know, says, I got to, we're hoping you can help us. We have a, a mob guy uh, that uh, is going to go in witness protection, yeah. but he has all these people coming off. And so we want to fake his death. And uh, so, you know, everyone believes him to be dead. So they want him to set up this, you know, exactly in front of everyone. And, uh, you know, first he turns it down, but then they're like, okay, I guess we'll go after the other practical effects guy. What a great idea for a movie. Yeah. yeah. Like that, like, premise away, I'm like, sold. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool, too, because you get to see them, like, he's doing the plaster and everything. And, like, when this came out, I was watching the the original feature from the 80s. There wasn't really making a documentary. So this is all new to people. This is, like, the first time people are seeing how, like, they did. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of cool in the way it's filmed and everything. It just really puts you in there. And then uh, what happens, though, is so he kills the guy, but it turns out that someone possibly switched the bullets in his gun, and he actually killed the guy, and he's framed for the murder. And you find out there's all these, like, dirty cops involved, and there's, like, this whole crime plot where he has to prove his innocence. It kind of gets in almost like the fugitive. Yeah. You know, he has, like, disguises and everything, and he's trying to prove his innocence. Obviously, the set pieces aren't as elaborate as, you know, there's no, like, train hitting a bus in this. I assume there's a lot of, like, more, like, uh, almost like tomfoolery. Yeah, exactly. Uh, There's, like, these fun kind of Home Alone-ish gags throughout, which I enjoyed. Uh, There's a really cool um, chase scene in in his van. He's got his van with all his um, practical effects gags. Mm. He's got the woman that he does the effects with, and she's helping him, so he's trying to outrun the cops, and they're they're literally dumping, like, oil that makes the car (laughs) slip. They throw, like, this mannequin that they use in all their horror films, and the guy thinks it's like an old lady and he doesn't run over like just a lot of cool stuff even at his house uh, when people first come in this like monster jumps out at them he's got oh, like right. almost as like a security yeah. system uh, which I thought was kind of fun oh t- Tom Noonan is in there as one of the dirty cops actually a lot of the people you recognize uh, yeah. Jerry Orbach who uh, did Law and Order for like 10 years yeah. he's the mob guy who's his buddy Brian Botany Brian Den- Dennehy Dennehy who is fantastic in this yeah, is like this take no shit badass cop like it looks he, like Bullock from uh, Batman and yeah, series, yeah, right? and he he is that character. Yeah. Like he is the law. He goes around. Yeah. He doesn't care how yeah. powerful you are. He'll yeah. go in and grab you by the yeah. tie and be like, "Get me this now!" Yeah. And they and they do it. But he's charming and likable. It's really unfortunate. Um, you know.
know, the trailers you think they're going to team up, but it, they're, they get together like the last five minutes or something. Uh, the nice. sequel is really where you get to see their camaraderie mm-hmm. and them play off each other, which is a lot of fun. Oh, and the, the finale, you get all, it's literally like Home Alone, but him taking out mobsters. Like, <laughs> he sets up like... Paint cans? But instead of paint cans? Well, yeah. Has, the, like, there's Paint cans with like nails in them? <laughs> it Literally. So there's uh, the one guy, he sets up, so when he grabs uh, the fence at the front, it electrocutes him. There's like this balloon that comes down, which kind of reminds me of it, because mm-hmm. it's been all over the yeah. place right now, but this balloon kind of floats down. The guy's like, what? And it pops and like explodes and knocks him out or whatever. He has like this fake screen where like it looks, the guy thinks he's seeing something oh, in the okay. hall. You know what I mean? That kind of fake yeah um, like they did that mission, mission impossible yeah something trip. you'd see in mission impossible but i guess this did first crazy yeah. glue yeah all yeah. kinds of cheesy gags um spider on a string <laughs> <laughs> and uh and there's what's cool too there's there's some twists throughout it actually there's one in the middle that's like shocking yeah. like i was like shit they went there which i won't spoil but yeah. it was a it was a really big surprise for me in this type of film because the film kind of has this goofy fun nature and then they like pull that rug out for underneath you in the middle there but yeah it, it was fun i'm gonna give it three a three to five awesome. Um, the sequel, I, again, I was kind of more of the same. I remember um, the sequel. It has this like really awesome clown robot. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember at this movie. Well, yeah. You, it turns out that you find out that he's no longer doing special effects for movies. Mm-hmm. He now creates toys, like really expensive toys. Yeah. But yeah, he creates this clown that you put on the suit and you can control him. And yeah, there's this amazing action scene where this guy's coming to kill him and he's controlling the clown. So the clown's beating him up. Yeah. And it's like this five, ten minute action scene. But it's, it's awesome, really cool. Right? Busting through like fish tanks and everything. Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, Brown and Denny, he actually like get to work off each yeah. other. The whole movie, they're working together to solve this. And this one, um, he has, uh, I think it's his wife. I don't know if Son. it's his wife or girlfriend and, and a child that's her child from her um, ex-husband. Mm-hmm. But he's a cop and he asks him to help out, like kind of like the first film. Yeah. I got this case. Can you Didn't help me? Didn't learn his lesson, eh? Well, he turns him down yeah. and then the son like looks at him has a sad Puppy face. So he, um, he decides he'll help him. Um, this oh, one... for effect's sake. <laughs> Did he say that? Even if like, it's like Brian Riley, oh, for effect's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll I do wish. it for effects. <laughs> I'd give it probably an extra star if it did. But um, this one, the first half is kind of like this Brian De Palma thriller, which was kind of yeah. cool. Like kind of like um, a dress to kill type vibe. Yeah. Even blowout where, um, so in this one, there's like this famous celebrity and she has a stalker. Now he's sending her letters saying like he's going to kill her. Yeah. So they're like, well, let's, you know, why wait until she's dead? Let's try to stop it before it happens. So he is going to set his ex, sorry, his wife's girl, sorry, his wife or girlfriend's ex-husband who's a cop, he puts him in this fake female body yeah. form. And he has um, like the fake tits and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. There's a microphone in one tit yeah, exactly. and like a bomb in the other tit. So he's going to go in the shower yeah. so when the guy goes to stab him, but it doesn't go as planned. There's like this, mm. it's this really tense scene actually where yeah, it's like the setup and you're watching it from all the different camera angles and you're watching from everyone else's reaction. Mm. But in all the fog, he's got the fog on too much so you can't really see and then as he's, you, you see the other guy coming yeah. and you know, ah, oh, don't you, he's going to stop him. Yeah. He knows he's coming but then someone else kind of appears from behind him and slits his neck. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really cool. Like, this is well very done, Brian eh? De Palmish. And then again, it has that blowout feel where, um, sorry, I keep on calling him Brian Brown, but in the movie, he's Rolly. Yeah. But he's like going through the tapes and trying to figure it out. So it kind of has that feel to it, which yeah. I, I really, I always enjoy them films where yeah, they're going through too. like the film or the, the video or audio to try to figure it out. But yeah, it, that's the first half. Unfortunately, the, the latter half, it kind of goes into the more like, it, it kind of feels like we've already seen it, more corrupt yeah. cops and you're trying to figure out this mystery. It turns out they're after these like mysterious 
religious medallions that were stolen like huh. years ago and they're worth tons of money so it's just not as interesting yeah. as the first half the other thing I didn't mention too the opening five minutes feels like this crazy sci-fi horror film like something like Total Recall if it was a horror film where it's just like this man woman comes out of a car and starts killing people and the cops start blowing them off but it turns out it's actually a cyborg and you find out obviously you're in the film yeah. but like it, the way it's done man he's like his arm gets blown off he's like laughing and all this like blue Goose. blood is shooting out and I was like oh, this is pretty cool mm-hmm. so what's better effects or effects too I would say I'm going to give this one three out of five as well. I'd yeah. say that, I'd say they're equal. I think like the first one is like this action kind of film and it had some fun stuff. And then this one again, I think the first half was fantastic, but it kind of fell apart a little bit at the end. But uh, there's one other thing that I mentioned too. So the first film you get the uh, the Home Alone gags at the mob house, yeah. and this one it's in a grocery store as he's trying to take I out a guy. Remember that actually? And it's like him using all like going from aisle to aisle, yeah. setting all these traps with the home products. Like let's get hairspray. Yeah. And we'll put a lighter here, and it will light up this, and this will pop out. And yeah. I don't know. I, it, they're, they're fun films uh, I enjoyed uh, revisiting them I, I think it's again I think it's something that like action and horror films could kind of get yeah. something out of it I mean, it's just cool seeing all those practical effects which I, that's what I think like, I dug about if they it. did it these days with CGI would not be fun <laughs> a bunch of computer nerds trying to figure it yeah. out <laughs> hacking and actually there is like a hacking scene in this movie early like is internet there? yeah uh, which was kind of weird but um, yeah I, I definitely recommend them uh, did you watch anything else no, that was it for me man I just watched the one cool well I guess hey, well, um, actually if you're including uh, part 5 Ravenger okay well yeah why don't we uh, throw out the trailer for this uh, then here is the trailer for Phantasm 5 Ravager from 2016 there are some schools of thought that suggest the possibility that one could be in two places at once real anymore so I wander following the tall man's path of destruction one eye out for those spheres and the other for him he is clearly delusional you're not even real you're my bad dream. Stay out of my way. Oh, it really is an amazing story. Epic, actually. Okay, so there's not, I can't really find much of a synopsis here other than it is the final installment of the long-running Phantasm series, but we can uh, 
just talk a bit about the plot ourselves. Can we? <laughs> like this movie is almost like a series of like dreams that this guy has. Oh. Like he goes back and forth between dimensions, jumps back and forth between timelines. Well, yeah, it, it, it well, it's like all phantasm yeah. films. It kind of uh, jumps all over time. But uh, I guess the big hook in this film is that uh, it may possibly have all been in Reggie's head the whole time, as it cuts to constantly dementia? that he is, uh, yeah, in, in a home suffering mm-hmm. for dementia, and then. It constantly keeps on cutting back and yeah. forth between the war going on with the tall man, and in in that world, the tall man is pretty much it's a post apocalyptic world, yeah. and the tall He's man one, has man. Uh, taken over. Reg and a couple of rebels are, are trying to uh, keep what was the name hope that little alive. Dude? Mike Spike, he kept coming on Baldy. Like, oh, what are you talking about there, Baldy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like him. Chuck or something. <laughs> Uh, before we yeah. just uh, throw our opinions of film, I just wanted to talk about. So, um, unfortunately, Don Coscarelli did not direct this. this. Is the first one he didn't direct. First one he didn't direct, and it's really unfortunate because, like, mm-hmm. this was a series that you know you can't. I can't think of another series where the director was behind it from the beginning mm-hmm. and writer and director, and uh, and it definitely feels like something's missing without yeah. his him behind this film. You know, he, I think he's a much better director than uh, who took over this David Hartman, who is really mostly known for kids cartoons i don't think he directed he directed some shorts but not really any films i think he's like a vfx guy or something too that makes a ton of sense actually um which this whole thing developed because um he was like i got this camera and you know i can test out some effects yeah i think it was literally like let's go shoot and don cosco okay well why don't we get my buddy reggie to come along okay and then let's get angus grim and it started there was fooling around then it's like well why don't we take these and do like a web series yeah okay and then they had a bunch and they're like you know there's enough here why don't we try to fit a a film around this that actually uh does make a ton of sense because it does feel like a bunch of different uh stories well and it it has like zero budget and you can really tell i mean there is no studio behind this it does look like a video game most of the um, time. Unfortunately, that's, yeah, it's my biggest problem about the film, but we'll get into it in a little bit. But yeah, so David Hartman did direct this. I looked at his filmography, like I said, yeah. not much. He did like the Godzilla cartoon series, that yeah. Starship Troopers cartoon. He did like some yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Other than that, there's no really other big actors. We get the return of all the the standards. Michael mm-hmm. A. Baldwin is back as Michael. Reg, Reggie's back. Jody. We'll talk about in spoilers, yeah. maybe a couple other characters that make appearances. But other than that, everyone else uh, definitely seems like they're like, you know, indie actors. Yeah. You know, this is probably their only film in their filmography. Or, you know, they probably did some shorts or whatever. Um, <laughs> or their shorts. <laughs> Check. So I wanted to, before we get jump into it, I just want to briefly talk about the history of this in a, a little bit. Yeah. It's really unfortunate because when part three was going to happen, I think we talked about this a bit in the last episode, but so when part three was going to happen, their idea was to do this big post-apocalyptic yeah, the end of the world kind film. of film. And then when, you know, they couldn't get the funds together, so they did, well, we'll do part four first and say this for part five. And uh, it was going to be Roger Avery, who I guess is mostly known for, he was like a big special effects guy at the time. So he was working with um, Coscarelli to putting this together, and Coscarelli was going to direct, and they were going to write it together. And then this big, cool story, uh, Bruce Campbell was going to star with oh, Reggie Bannister. Here. And here's the really... I would pay money to see oh, this film, This would have been so sure. awesome. Here's what's really sad and unfortunate. They were only looking for a $10 million budget, and they yeah. couldn't put that... Crazy. No one would pay the $10 million to make this film. So, unfortunately, it never happened, and then we got this 16 years later. Yeah. But, like, I guess they had, like, the script, I think, is on... I think you can find out there at least parts of it, and it, it just sounded really fucking cool, and yeah. it's so unfortunate, man. You get a lot of things in this film that were going to be in that script, but mm. just poorly done. I mean, back then, it would have been practical effects yeah. with a bit of a budget, as opposed to, like, the all-green screen... 
Yeah. Not even CGI, but fucking terrible CGI that's in this yeah. film. You know, this is a film that came it, out last year and it already feels like it's 10 years outdated. It really took me out of it, man. Really took um, me out of it. But yeah, I guess let's just share yeah. our thoughts. And that there's not really much else to talk about mm-hmm. who made it because, like I said, it's all the same yeah. guys. Uh, Coscarelli did help write it with um, this Hartman guy. But again, it was kind of like, well, let's just throw these short films yeah. and try to make something of it. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole dementia thing. I think yeah. it's an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it almost makes me feel like those first four films maybe were kind of pointless if you do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, I get what they're doing. They're trying to. <laughs> let's face facts. The entire fourth film is yeah. pointless. Period. Like you get no. I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Like whatsoever. Well, I don't know. I I, yeah. I made sense of most of yeah. it. I mean, there's not really much to it. You just find out that the tall man can travel back in time. He was well. He can travel guy. through time in in different and dimensions, then, and there's millions of them. That's how he yeah. keeps on coming back alive. There's who was he? He was like an old man living in a hospital. Well, yeah, they, they never. Well, no. <laughs> Again, that's the dementia thing. Maybe he's a mortician. If you go by that, then maybe, um, you know, he was just some guy in the hospital. If you're going by that story, they kind of like say, this would happen and all this stuff has been in dreams, which is a shame. I get what they're doing. You kind of get that. It built that sentimental, yeah. kind of bittersweet touching. We'll talk a little bit more in the, 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 the spoiler section, but um, I get what, why they're going that yeah. way. And it's kind of like, you know, these guys are getting old. This helps kind of explain yeah. it. We can get away with Reggie if we say, well, this is what he is actually like, this yeah. on his head, but I, I'm, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if I like it. Yeah. But everything else in the film, I mean, you're getting really awful acting. Every The movie looks like yeah. it was just shot on a green screen. I don't think there was really barely any sets. I or doubt it. It all, looks even, pretty bad. Even the spears, I mean, that was all yeah. the spears and all the other films were practically done. Yeah. This one, it's their CGI, and you can tell. Yeah. Every, the, the explosions, the gunshots are CGI, and it, yeah. it all just looks the bad. The blood is CGI. And honestly, and I guess it technically is, it, it feels like a fan film. It does not yeah. feel like a, a film of the series. It really doesn't. It feels like a huge departure, and yeah. you can definitely tell that like Coscaro doesn't have, it yeah. doesn't have his touch on it. It just feels mm-hmm. like a guy that doesn't really know how to frame yeah. a shot as well or just seems like again yeah it seems like a fan film that was made for a couple thousand bucks we are being pretty negative there are a few things I really dug about this movie like the opening scene where he finds his Cuda again he's like oh this is my car because I had a gun in the in the uh, side panel like oh no it was in the glove box. Get out. Like I, That was kind of badass. I thought it was cool writing yeah. but again I thought yeah. the way it was all put together it just yeah. Didn't work. Like yeah. the acting from the other guy was yeah. bad. I think that the actor could have been. I think that yeah. may have been the director. It could be yeah, wrong. That was bad acting. But the film's just an ugly, to, ugly looking film. We get to see him sing another song, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's trying to serenade a woman, of he course. Gets to woo her. That's actually the same song from the first film. At it, least it's the ish, same. Yeah. I think it's the same chords, yeah. but just different lyrics. Yeah, exactly. It. Which, and again, they touch upon that he's old because he's going to bed yeah. this woman. He's trying to hit on her. And then she finally, like, okay, I guess. And she comes down to sleep with him yeah. and he's passed out because he's an old man now. Yep. Yeah, there was definitely some moments you could tell there was some touches of Coscarelli's writing in there, but for the most part, yeah, it's just this ugly, cheap-looking yeah. film, and such a, a disappointment that after this long wait, this is what we got. I personally am going to pretend this film didn't exist. I think part four ends perfectly. It does end amazingly. It does, I mean, yeah, yeah, part four leaves a lot open, but at least it doesn't 
fill in with all this. The CGI looked like, you know, Spawn, when you saw Spawn in theaters 10, yeah. 15, what was that, 15, 20 years ago? I don't even know. We're probably looking we're old, at we're old like people 20 now. years ago. And that film, I remember like the hell yeah. scenes, that bad CGI. Yeah. And you're like, this looks bad even then. And now yeah. it looks so much worse. That's what a lot of the scenes, yeah. like the scene where he's in the, the, the tall man's world, universe. it looks like that. It's like, you, yeah. it's all this shit. You know what's going on? It's just really terrible, terrible yeah. CGI. Like, I, it looks like a music video from like, I'm going to say like the early aughts, yeah. doesn't it? It's it's bad. Like part four, you they didn't have the budget. You D for the devil in <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like part four didn't have a budget, so it's kind of like we can't do all the cool yeah. stuff we want to do. This film's like, no, we're going to do all that yeah. cool shit even though we don't have budget, a budget. Budget, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're right. There, there's definitely yeah. a couple highlights. I think there's a really cool scene where they're showing the spears take over the world and there's this yeah. huge spear yeah. and even though it looks like shit, it's kind of cool seeing it blowing up a building yeah. and how they fit in within like real news people like yeah. soldiers carrying away a guy and all of a sudden his head bursts open. Yeah, that's kind of dope. None of the creatures were that interesting. It's like th- this, they had these new kind of guys that wear these masks, these soldiers working for the tall man, but they weren't that interesting. No. Angus Grimm, this is his final film and he was ill at this time. You can kind of tell yeah, his acting wasn't, like you could kind of tell he was probably having a hard time, yeah. you know, doing it. He was, he's got to be like old, right? Like when well, he, he, he was old, old yeah. yeah. Reggie was still pretty good. Yeah. This, so, but again, he's definitely looking old too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, it, even though he's still kind of the badass, it's hard to look at him that way. Yeah. Because he does look so old. Yeah. I don't know. Even the other guys, like, what's his face? Uh, Jody looked like you put on oh, yeah. a couple years and a couple yeah. of pounds. Like. But I guess the one thing that you can always um, count on the Phantasm film, the score is still fucking yeah, great. Fucking I mean, when they reuse the, the original score, it's still effective, still yeah. awesome. But yeah, just, the film is ugly looking. It's weird seeing it again. All the other ones were shot on film, and then this, this film is shot digitally. Yeah. And it just looks... It just looks bad. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that I, I get it. Like, I, I wasn't impressed with this movie at all. This, this is actually the first film in our thirteen run trick that actually felt like work for me. Like, uh, I would, I would. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was. I don't think it was any worse than you know House Two or Four or whatever. I no, I, that I, I enjoyed. Like, no, I didn't enjoy the movies, but like this one actually felt like. Oh, oh, this is bad. See, I, I enjoyed this, I think, more the some of the stuff. was kind of terrible. Like, I did enjoy the little guy, like, constantly calling him Baldy. I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> he hates him for no apparent reason. <laughs> I think I enjoyed it just for the nostalgia, just seeing again 20 years or 16 yeah. years later, Angus Scrim on screen as a tall yeah. man, Reggie. But, I, seeing them all back together, I don't know if I'm spoiling here, but Jody and Michael, there's just something there that yeah. it's like, even though it's not great, it's kind of cool to see it. But again, while seeing them on screen, it's like, I enjoyed it, but that was kind of like, I wish this was in a better movie yeah. I wish you know we got all these guys you know like when that grindhouse thing was becoming big again with machete and all that yeah. shit and then all these like rip off movies were coming out and they're all like green screen and yeah. like over the top and they didn't understand why you know grindhouse films were popular yeah. that's what this film feels like it just feels really like yeah. over the top and like let's just we, we got CGI now we can do anything we want let's yeah. just do all this crazy stuff and it's just it's bad no four barreled shotgun in this film was there yeah it's weird right how the fuck do you not do yeah. that if you're gonna do a movie a uh, phantasm film I wanna see the tall man I wanna see the spear Reggie in an ice cream man uniform yeah I wanna see um, <laughs> the hemicuda the, yeah the barracuda and the uh, four barreled shotgun yeah and they didn't give us a four-billed shotgun, yeah. those sons of a bitch. There should be a checklist, and you have to have yeah. that. If you're not going to have that, at least since part it, two. It's a short, short checklist. <laughs> and the other thing is, so like we mentioned, um, most of the film, he's at this home. It's kind of depressing and shit, too. Yeah. And you don't know, is this all in his head? Because he's got dementia. Michael's there visiting him, and you know he's 
doesn't remember anything. According to him, none of this happened. But I found the way they did that, it was almost like it wasn't edited very well. It was like mm. constantly cutting back. Anytime something interesting would be happening in the other world, they would cut back to this. And just the way it was done, it didn't feel smooth at all. Where yeah. it's like, Talking about part four, whether you like it or not, with all the um, half the movie being leftover scenes from part one, I thought the yeah. way they edited those together, it had that, this... A smoother transition. I'll yeah, whereas that. this one, it just just seemed like, oh, this is cool. Boom, what a story. Someone switching a light switch on and off. Yeah, like, exactly. Really quickly. I don't know. Um, Wait, did he get the four-bear trucking because he threw it back through generations? Then he blew with the uh, when he was in the nursing home grounds? Oh, yeah, he does. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. He gets it. But it's it's right. definitely not in there very much. <laughs> Three out of five? More like four and a half yeah. out of five, am I right? <laughs> Um, I guess it's kind of cool that we finally got to see the Red World again because that wasn't yeah. in part four. That was definitely missed. Again, some of the zombie soldiers are kind of neat, but not that exciting. I did like that you find out. Again, I don't know if I'm spoiling what's spoiler or not. I don't. Know. I don't think it's a, a big spoiler. It's not going to hurt your enjoyment of the film. Before but before we say anything, the entire movie spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I did like though the tall man when he's talking to Reggie. He pretty much says like. Yeah. I just kept you alive for my amusement. Yeah. Like you're not a threat at all. Yeah, I was just. I, 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 I we was have, just we have, we have millions of. There's millions yeah. of me in all yeah. time and dimensions. Yeah. You can't stop us. Your loyalty, your friends, is foolishness. Which I thought was kind of cool because yeah. it pretty much says, and that's how you feel from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, there's no, you can't win. Yeah, this movie is the bad guys have already won. This yeah. is like the Empire Strikes Back in yeah. every single movie. There is no hope ever. Yeah, there's no. Uh, you never Jedi. are going to go to destroy uh, these people. But yeah, I did think that was an interesting twist from like every other horror film where yeah. it's like you know the good guys are always got to win. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, I guess I got a couple things, but maybe I'll put them in spoilers. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add? Or was the blonde in the purple dress kind of designed to look exactly like the girl from the first movie like the old man I think it actually was the um, was it the, her the, yeah the, the original actress kind of well actually well I, again there's, there's some we'll talk about in spoilers yeah. but it, that was again one of the cool things about it that yeah. they got a lot of the original cast back for like little scenes yeah. here and there um, there's one big one that I was excited about yeah. and kind of sets up possibly a sequel but I'll talk about that in the spoiler now or no? yeah did you have anything else you want to add or no fart noise um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I, I I don't know. Could it be worse? I was going to say it, it could have been worse, but I don't know. Like yeah. Again, I think if I ever go back and watch a series, I might yeah. just do the, the one to four. The only thing that stops you, a tall man, is rock and roll. So you have to like, <laughs> a guitar. And do a, actually, I would watch that movie. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, yeah. You know what we need to do, Jody? He throws him his guitar, they do that song again, and send like the uh, tall man screeching back to the red planet. Yeah. yeah. That's just how this movie That's should stop. It, yeah. I guess I'll just add that... Um, I think it's fun to see everyone back. It was cool to see 16 years later. We finally got the sequel, but it's not the conclusion or the sequel that I wanted. And it, again, yeah. it it just it feels like a fan-made it, film. That it, it is a fan film, right? Like, that is like no budget, and they're just like, well, I, I can do yeah. this on my home computer, and, and that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like it, The original was pretty much like a fan film to begin with, too. Like It does have the same... like. Um, Origins, but it just doesn't have the. Uh, but again, I think love. the first film has yeah. like Don Coscarelli, who's a great director, talent, even right? with like, no money, yeah. made it work. It's it's well directed and it's well. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a nightmarish film yeah. and it doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's still edited well. Yeah. And the action scenes and stuff and the ideas and the effects were cool. Whereas this one, again, it just. Every time he shot a gun, I wasn't like, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, that just looks so bad. Yeah. It sounds bad. And everything about this film was just like very poorly done, I thought. There was nothing that really stood out to me other than, again, there was a couple ideas and it was nice to see them. Mm-hmm. But even that, they've kind of aged that you almost want to remember them more for what they looked yeah. like in the previous films. Uh, what, what are you going to give Phantasm 5, Ravager? Yeah. 
I gotta give it one point five, man. Wow, is that is that your lowest yeah, rating of the I show? Think it is. Actually, I'm going to go 1.5 as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I originally had it at 1, but then I thought yeah. back and some of the stuff, which mm. I'll talk about in the spoilers, I was like, I'll give it a 0.5, yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's definitely the weakest of the five. And like I said, yeah. I'm going to probably pretend it doesn't really exist. Yeah. I can see why people may dig it, but it's not for me. I would have rather they just not did it. <laughs> Okay, well, let's uh, jump into spoilers yeah, yeah, again. Course. Check out the times at the bottom here if you want to skip past this, if you haven't seen the film. But uh, just a couple of things. Like I mentioned, I, I guess I already talked about this. It was nice to see Jody and Michael. Jody just comes oh, in man. at the end, all just together on screen at the end. And then, of course, we get the, the great, which I wish they had her in the Where beginning. Where you got any ice cream left? <laughs> that was Jody, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I wouldn't sure left an ice cream cone. <laughs> Jody's definitely had some ice creams throughout his career. <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably like in his fifties. Yeah. He looks fine, but yeah, the big highlight—it's kind of like an end credit scene—is Rocky is yeah. back and again. It's the original actress. She was fun in part three. I was kind of like, you know what? As much as this film sucked, I would yeah. possibly watch a part a <laughs> well, part I six in it. if uh, just out of curiosity. Again, yeah. it's the reason—the only reason I, I really enjoyed this film with the only reason I gave it a one point five was seeing everyone back. Yeah. So, you know, I'd probably watch that it. That kid didn't her. make a return, did he? Like, uh, what's his name? No, yeah. no. Oh, and I guess we should touch on the ending. So, it, it's kind of depressing. You find out that Reggie dies. Yeah. And, uh, and it's all been in his head. But then, in again, the way it ends, you're not sure. There's like two endings. It's like he died, but then in his head, he's still going after the tall man with all these people. So... Which is the real world? They don't. They leave it open. It's kind of weird. Is right? it? Has it all been in his head the whole time, mm-hmm. or is the tall man just messing with him? And that's the real world going yeah. on, the post-apocalyptic, and you know him and Mike and Jody are the rebels the trying to take on the tall man. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of bittersweet. Again, also thinking that this is Angus Grimm's last film. Yeah. So when you see him on the bed, and that scene that was like I think his last day of shooting, and he was like really sickly he was having a hard time at that, with it, eh? at that time um, there's something I, I don't know I thought it was yeah. it was kind of well done I gave that the point five. I thought it was yeah for the ending it's not the ending I wanted to go by I don't want to pretend this has all been in his head yeah. but it's an interesting idea I guess if you want to go with that and it was kind of touching the way that they did it where yeah. he's dying and Michael's with him but then he's also in the car rocking out with yeah. Michael and, and uh, Jody so I don't know it, it kind of hit me hit my heartstrings a little bit yeah. but um, not enough to make it a- no like Again, hey, he's got point five. But with the, with the music and yeah. the editing, I thought that was kind of yeah. well done. It, again, but I, I'm just not a fan he of that live whole forever chasing thing the tall man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do you have anything else? I got or? nothing. That's pretty much it for me. Okay. Well, yeah, it's the weakest of the franchise. I yeah. think you can easily skip it, and it's a disappointment after all this time. You know what's weird? I found with these sets of movies, uh, it could go in like a descending order, like it, like one, two, three, four, five is the worst. Like one's the best. Followed by two. Three, yeah, I would. I would four, probably. That's five, how I would. Yeah. I would actually rate it that way. Because like too. one or two could flip flop. Like it depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah. But like one such like a. I know a lot of people that really classic. enjoy three and even yeah. four. I, I know people that like four better than two. Yeah, but weird, right? I think well, I think four is interesting. I, I think it's well put together. It's just uh, depends what you want of it. I think yeah. four was kind of like some people feel two was like an action film. Three was kind of yeah. getting goofy, and then four was like kind of at least a return back yeah. to like number one, the nightmarish quality. But yeah, I would definitely go one, two, three, four, and then five yeah. way at the bottom. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you uh, agree with us 
or disagree with or us. Or we missed something. Yeah, that... yeah, it's not something you want to say to us. You can feel free to email us at uh, themoviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a group page and a like page. Or if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are the Movie City Maniac. Yeah, at Movie City at, Maniac. Yeah. So yeah, we, we just got on there. I've been adding... Friends. Friends. Are you making stuff, friends? So, yeah. Oh, how many of them? <laughs> I haven't really, I don't think I've posted too much. I've posted like, I think I'm even behind posting what episodes we've put out, but. Um, hey, whatever. We'll get to it. Uh, anyways, yeah, this has been the Phantasm ending to our epic uh, five episode Phantasm series. And we're getting into Shocktober, aren't we? Which, yeah, that means uh, next week. <laughs> it's going to be. Um, are we keeping Shocktober? Or are we still... I like Shocktober. What do you think? We'll see. Hey, if you got any, uh, yeah, if you got a, if you got a bit better name for our October ideas, series, we can steal. Either way, we will be back next week uh, with our new annual October movie marathon. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have uh, friends and stuff down and just yeah. t- try to. If anyone doesn't know what it is, it's pretty much us in competition with each other. In, who can um, watch the most? Who movies. can watch the most horror movies or TV shows in one month? Who can talk about Tim Taylor the most? Yeah, <laughs> or Roseanne. And what we're, yeah, we're going to do some fun like bonus episodes throughout like top 10 mm. movies we think you should watch in October, some yeah. uh, top 5 or 10 TV shows, horror might. episodes, that you should, Halloween episodes yeah. you should check and out. you might not know about. So, uh, Anyways, it, it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, yeah. Uh, so thanks Come for listening, guys. Ride, guys. Stay scared. Boy. Boy, boy. Boy balls. Good boy. Did you know, no, Reggie love the ladies where they go. It's like one minute they hear and then they turn to animals. If I slept with all these zombies, that would make me hand a bow. Why they looking in this room? I done been in here before running from a tall man, mad scientist. Try to add me to his client list. But if I walk through those gates, it'll be me and him. I'm not trying it. Telling my best friend that I'm still me, but he don't agree because he ain't me. But we both agree that I'm getting old. Trying to kill these dwarves, but they kill me. Woo! Try to hurt nobody by